the college football experience way too early week 11 preview part two episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure you grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And lastly, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us, the NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week. So make sure you get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store and download it today. This is Brian Bosworth, AKA The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Way too early week 11, part two episode. We are in the middle of this thing. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you go back, listen to part one first, or you can go be you be you. But here we are in the middle of this. Uh, NC Nick is on pick 19 here. Where are you taking us on this slate? Well, I guess you guys have to start calling me mountain West Nick over here. Cause I'm going to take you back to the mountain West. Uh, I love this game. Nevada at uh, San Diego state. Um, I mean, Nevada is a program I think is on the rise versus a team in, in San Diego state. Maybe they're on the decline just a bit. Uh, surprisingly, Nevada's won the last three matchups, including one in San Diego. So uh, I think maybe they continue their, their recent domination over the Aztecs, but it's a fun game in the mountain West here. It is. And I I mean, San Diego state's recruiting at a really high level. So I don't, I don't know that we can just say that yet. I think Nevada's the better team coming into this particular season, but I think this is a good game. And I think it's a dangerous game for the Wolfpack, you know, down there in Carson, they're going to be playing this one in Carson as San Diego state stadium gets built Next year they'll they'll have their own home stadium, not at not that Qualcomm thing. So interesting matchup. It'll be interesting to see. Maybe me and Patty C got to head out to this one or something. So, uh, Patty C, your thoughts on Nevada at San Diego State? Well, you got to figure Carson Strong is going to play strong in Carson. So let me say this: Nevada gets uh-huh. them for four in a row. Yeah, I agree. I think Nevada's got them this year. Yeah, that's kind of surprising too. That four in a row here, because uh, you go back two or three years ago, Nevada was not that great, and San Diego State was pretty damn good. Yeah. So I, I was I was surprised when I did the little research. I was like, man, how many in a row has Nevada won here? I think it was crazy too, because I think San Diego State was looking at potentially uh, winning the uh, Mountain West, and they went up to Reno. If memory serves me correct, I kind of remember that game where uh, Nevada upset them. So you know, a lot of people go to Reno and lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like buying a house there. <laughs> Living uh, there, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, here we are, uh, Patty C. It's on you. Pick 
20. Where are you going, pal? Oh boy. Well, there's just not a ton going on here. Um, so let me take you to sec country. We are going to Rocky top where the bulldogs will go to Tennessee and potentially lay their annual clunker and maybe mess up their season. Is this the week for Georgia? It happens every year or most years and uh, Tennessee. Well, probably not going to be there. So yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Josh Heupel, you got to wonder with this expansion, the 12 teams, if that was a, if he actually left a better situation in Orlando <laughs> before going to Rocky top. But uh, yeah, I mean, this game's uh, yeah. I know Georgia's really kicked their ass lately, but you go back five, six years, th- these games were pretty good. They were pretty wild. Um, but recently Georgia has whooped their ass. Um, but yeah, you know, they, they, Georgia, you're right. Georgia does lose. They lost that game to South Carolina. You know, they, they occasionally they'll play down and this game, a game like this can bite them. And they're, they could be looking like, Hey, they're going to make the, they're going to win the sec or something. And then all of a sudden they, they take a game like this and lose. So Nick, your thoughts, Georgia, Tennessee. No, this wasn't even on my list, man. Real quick. I'll say this Tennessee caught them the other year with that hail Mary. So, uh, you know, it's possible. And yeah. the, the tennis, Georgia is the type of team that could lose to a Tennessee. Alabama isn't Georgia is, but anyway, sorry, go ahead, Nick, not buying it. I'm not buying it, man. Georgia rolls here. It's not even close. It's not competitive. Don't watch it. Well, <laughs> I mean, Georgia has, I think really just, I mean, last year, Georgia beat them by, well, it was only what? 23, right? I mean, they've whooped their ass lately. So Georgia beat them by 23 last year, the year before Georgia beat them by 29. And the game before that, one of those I thought was just brutal. Maybe it was 18. And then Georgia beat them uh, by 26. So I guess, yeah. I mean, I think they're getting garbage touchdowns or something. Cause I remember some, 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 some like 30 to nothing or something. Let me see what 17 was. Expect more of the same. 41 nothing in 17. That's what I'm thinking of. So four, four times in a row, Georgia has just really whooped their ass. So, uh, eh, you never know. You never know. Well, maybe, maybe don't watch this game. <laughs> Uh, all right. It's, it's bouncing over to me here with uh pick 21 here. Um, there's still some good games out here. There's still some good games. You know what? Let me take, let's go to Columbus Purdue at Ohio state. All right. Look, do I have to bring up the Craig Krenzel game back in like, what was that? 2000 fourth and one. They, you know, they do the, the play action. I think, th- that, was I think that was the year they, uh, Won the national championship. Yeah, quote, quote won the national championship. Yeah, well, they got that garbage flag, but I mean, that was an amazing game. And then what happened last time Ohio State played Purdue? I do believe Purdue and Rondale Moore laid it on them in West Lafayette. So I think this game a little bit better than what we see the for us on face value here. Purdue at Ohio State. You guys know my Boilermakers. Their offense is going to be able to put up some points. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on Purdue Ohio State? Yeah, to kind of back what you're saying. Also, the last time, first off, Purdue and Ohio State don't play every year. They're in two different divisions. The last time they played in Columbus was 2012, and the game went into OT. Uh, the Buckeyes won, but you know, obviously, it was close. So I don't know. You can Purdue hang around here? Po- possibly. You know, uh, I like where you played it. If you didn't take it, I probably would because there is a scenario where Purdue kind of hangs around and. Maybe it gets interesting as we, you know, progress into the fourth quarter. So it's got 
potential, I suppose, but it also has potential for a big blowout too. Yeah. Patty C Purdue at Ohio state. Well, if you're telling me that three out of the last four games were either super competitive or were won by uh, Purdue outright. And for all I know, it could be four out of the four, but I figure somewhere between that 2002 and that 2011 game, they played once, but you know, the three games that we just mentioned all competitive. So maybe Purdue has something up their sleeve for Ohio state. Again, this game, I wouldn't think would be any good, but you know, history uh, states otherwise. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think where you play it, you just got to say, okay, I mean, I'm not sure. Okay. So last time they played Purdue won 49 to 20. So Purdue blow blow. Like, I mean, what's that 30 point win, essentially almost 29 point win against Ohio state. But the time before that in 13, Ohio state won 56, nothing. But then but the time before that it's the game, Nick was alluding to the overtime game. So, um, Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not, right? <laughs> and, and that's life, right? <laughs> um, but I feel like I'm playing it here, and there's the decent value with the play yeah, here. Agreed. Uh, it's back to you, Nick. Pick. Uh, what is that? Twenty three. All right. Well, I guess we stay in the uh, Big Ten here. If I mentioned this game like five years ago, I probably would have got kicked off the podcast, and I wouldn't be even be able to argue it. Uh, hopefully, they don't pick uh, kick me off for my uh, UNC Pitt one. <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers, Indiana. Uh, yeah, buddy. I find this game interesting. It seems like every week I'm picking Rutgers <laughs> because I'm interested in what Greg Shiat is doing there. I, I thought Patty C was with me, but for some reason I always take him first. Uh, I used one the last five in a row, uh, but all, but but Shiat's only been there for one of those. That was the game last year. It was uh, it was closer, so I expect a close game here, and I'm interested in in seeing what kind of team and what kind of record both schools have coming into this game. I think it could be under the radar slept on game. I could see that. I could see that. I, I think it deserves to be played in this top 30. So I'm on board and uh, I'm going to call for a little, I mean, it's in, it's in Bloomington. So maybe Indiana, maybe Rutgers is a year away. We'll see. Patty, see your thoughts on Rutgers, Indiana boy. I mean, this game has uh, in, interesting implications, I guess uh, for Indiana season, you don't figure Rutgers is there yet, but uh, what Shiano is doing at Rutgers on the recruiting trail right now. I know it's early, but they're, they're up at number four. I want to say their average uh, recruit is uh, ranked 88 um, overall, which is pretty high. Um, meaning that they they're, they're shaping up from a talent standpoint to be like a top 15 or 20 team. And the fact that he has some coaching licks to go along with it, look out for Rutgers, man. But I don't think they're there yet, but let's see if Shiano is ahead of schedule. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's compelling right there. Just like that. Um, yeah. Sign me up for it all day. Sign me up for it all day. I, I, I think Rutgers is one of the most interesting. T- I never thought I'd be saying this again. Uh, one of the most interesting teams in college football as well. So uh, Patty C it's on you pick 23. Okay. Ba, ba, ba. Pick 23. Sheesh. Oh boy. There's just nothing. There's just nothing good. Um, oh, we got lots of good games yeah. out there, man. I, I keep on going for another uh, hour or two. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going way down the list then. I'm going way down the list. I know we just got hyped up doing the Air Force podcast. So uh, the fact that we're going to Colorado Springs for a very, wait, actually, where is, uh, uh, I'm confusing. Uh, Fort Collins. Uh, Fort Collins. I get those two mixed up. We're going to Fort Collins. 
a, a rivalry game, traditionally season ending rivals, if I'm not mistaken, traditionally um, air force going to Colorado state in a darn good game. Um, and again, with uh, air force actually probably being one of the more experienced teams in the country, uh, maybe they're way under the radar. And the winner takes home the Ram Falcon trophy. You know, Very I mean, and creatively the, named. Was it like part Ram, part Falcon? <laughs> the, uh, I don't know what it is, but they get this trophy. I'm seeing so, a picture of Sonny Lubick just holding this thing up. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's like a. Uh, it's actually a pretty badass trophy, guys. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a. It's like a wooden Ram going into a Falcon, like ramming right, his put, horns into a Falcon. Up, post it on Twitter, man. Oh man. I need to, I need to get one of these in my house. So I gotta, I gotta remember when like, uh, I mean, I always love it when like the former player gets like robbed by his wife. Cause he's cheating and she like pawns all of his shit. So hopefully one of these trophies is out there and I can buy it. I can buy it on, on eBay or something. So um, I like the game. I mean, look, this is a two classic schools, a great uniform matchup here. Uh, me and Nick have actually, I, I have fond memories of watching this game when I first started getting into college football. So uh, it, it's always going to rate with me, Nick, your thoughts. Yeah. I think we watched the game in the snow, right? Yeah. Back and in considering like, this yeah. is November 11th, I think. Uh, no, no, no. 13th, November 13th. Uh, and it's going to be a night game. Uh, well, uh, for me, at least it's uh, it's a 7 PM Eastern time kick for what four out there. No, no, no uh, five out there. Uh, yeah. So it's a fun game. Uh, the, the problem is it's prime time here on the East coast and there's just going to be so much better matchups. But look, we're in the twenties here, so you got to take something. So I don't blame Patty C there. It's a fun game, sure. Why not? Yeah, I'm <laughs> and I'm surprised because he didn't go with this next one. I mean, I can go. Wow, I mean, there's a couple out there that I think are really compelling, but I'm going to take you to Corvallis, Stanford at Oregon State. Patty C's a Stanford guy. I'm surprised he missed this one. It's a good game. Yeah, I did miss it. You're right. And I could see this is if I have you know I have Oregon State getting to a bowl this year. This is a must win games like this that are kind of 50, 50 games. Jonathan, Jonathan uh, Smith's got to find a way to win these ones. This, this one should be fun in Corvallis. Your thoughts, Nick on Stanford, Oregon state. I was kind of down on Stanford until our pod last week. I believe it was when, when we were looking at their schedule last year and, and I saw all their road victories. Um, so it kind of made me rethink my inks a little bit and maybe they're better than I thought I do like the way Oregon state is going. I like the, you know, how that program is getting better and better each year. And I like that it's in Corvallis at home. So I think it's gonna be a tough game here. I think it's be close. I mean, it's a pac 12 game. Pretty much every game is gonna be close. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's played at the right spot here. Should be a good one. Uh, Patty C Stanford, Oregon state. Well, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that about uh, Stanford. I guess we're finally going to get to judge David Shaw based on you know, his own merits, you know, it, I think we were able to do that within the first three years of him taking over for Harbaugh, but no one seemed to want to give him credit. Everyone's just saying, Oh, they're slowly declining from the Harbaugh years. It was like Harbaugh only built that thing for like three or four years. So Sean maintained it for like eight or nine. Um, and so I think he's done a great job there. He finally like bottomed out two years ago, but he, he's on the rebound. And now Obviously, it's completely his program, and let's see if he can get it going in the right direction. And how good of a coach he really is! Yeah, great job, great job. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's done a good job. I at, thought he did a great job. I mean, you're winning solid, maybe yeah. solid. Well, you're winning ten games at Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, 
I mean, what's their record last couple of years? Well, no, they sucked in 2019. That's when the wheels started to fall off. Yeah. Um, but uh, prior to that, I mean, I think they had winning seasons. They were making like a bowl game every year. So I mean, what I mean, that's not great. It's solid. Okay. Let me tell you, David Shaw's record at Stanford. A, he's been there since 2011. Right. Let me let me Damn, rattle. I don't you. think it's that long. Yeah. All right. 11 and two, 12 and two, 11 and three, eight and five, 12 and two, 10 and three, nine and five, nine and five, four and eight, and then four and two. He has had one losing season in 10 years and several uh, BCS or New Year's six bowl berths. He's a good coach. Let's give uh, the yeah, guy well, his due. Hey, that's a pretty good record there. Uh, apparently, I'm just sleeping on Stanford in, in all kinds of ways. Maybe it's just because they're just kind of boring out there. I don't know, but. Maybe they're better than I thought, uh, and maybe he's a better coach than I thought, uh, and, uh, and that maybe that makes his game even more interesting. Well, they're on late at night, so maybe you are literally sleeping on Stanford. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they are they are Wisconsin. So if you're bored by Wisconsin, then you're bored by Stanford. <laughs> True that. Uh, here we go. Then pick twenty six or twenty five. Nick, it's back on you. All right. Here's a game I've been to a handful of times, so you can probably guess what conference I'm about to take you to. ACC Nick is here with his Wake Forest play. NC State at Wake Forest. I've been to it in Winston Salem. Been to it in Raleigh a couple times. It may not make national headlines, but it's a it's a big game around here, and it's always a fun one. And even though NC State usually has the better team, they always struggle at Wake. Uh, a couple things here. So you know, State won forty five forty two last year at home, but the last two times they went to Winston Salem. Lost forty-four to ten in nineteen and thirty to twenty-four in two thousand seventeen. Plus, it is the second of back-to-back road games for NC State. They are at Florida State the week before, so uh, it could be a really tough game here. It's going to be close. It's going to be fun. It's going to be offense. I'll be tuning in. Not sure about you guys, but I like the game. Well, look, I almost played this, I, and before I, I before I realized Stanford Oregon State was still out there, that this was the game I was going to play. So I, I think it's on board with where you played it. And, and look, I'm a Dave Clawson guy. So, and this is the battle of Dave, Dave Dorn against Dave Clawson. You know, they, maybe they go have some Dave Thomas afterwards and uh, get a, <laughs> a spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's, huh? Eat up with Dave Cut- Cutcliffe. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I never put that together. <laughs> ECU needs to hire uh, who Dave, uh, what Randa when he gets Super fired from Dave Osborne. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Patty, see your thoughts on NC State Wake Forest. Well, yeah, it should be a good game. I'm trying to pull up uh, NC State's schedule here because I know that we have them as one of the teams that might be able to 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 do some damage, uh, catch um, Clemson, and obviously Wake. Has- yeah, obviously Wake has been a good team, you know, for several years now. So um, if uh, if NC State is in that driver's seat right now, Wake could be playing spoiler. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, pick twenty five. Patty C is on you. Where are you taking us? Okay. Well, papa. Gosh, you know, I've been looking at this game for a minute, and I'm just. Just gonna do it. I'm gonna pull a pull a Nick, and I'm gonna take you to Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm gonna take you to Blacksburg, Virginia, and we're gonna see the Blue Devils if they can play spoiler once again. And uh, Virginia Tech, 
you know, with that home game on a Friday night to open the season against North Carolina, they could find themselves in the driver's seat for the coastal it's up for grabs. And they're one of the top few teams in the race. And uh, you know, Duke is obviously, you know, very capable of playing spoiler. So and I mean, as a Virginian, this one's near and dear to my heart. The last time I'm, they I'm played the last time that Fuente kind of, I mean, uh, uh, Cl- uh Cutcliffe kind of fucks with them. Last time they played Duke won 45 to 10 at lane stadium. That doesn't happen at lane. I feel like well, uh, last year, Virginia tech won by seven. I think uh, I'm saying in lane though. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, the, but uh, that's just crazy right there. Did you guys catch that story on Virginia tech's uh, freshman football player that got arrested for murder because he showed up for a match.com date. Uh, and opened the door and it was an old dude. It was like a 40 year old dude. So he got his ass. So the guy ended up killing him though. So, so I figured it was a transvestite. No, well, it could be that too. They didn't hit on that, but okay. I don't know. Well, either way. I mean, yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Handled it poorly. <laughs> yes. Yes. How about you just shut the door and say, have a nice life, buddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless maybe they were talking for months and had no, he had no idea. I don't know, but yeah, obviously you can't. Anywho, yeah. this game is always interesting. <laughs> you can't uh, kill somebody. Yeah, yeah. Let's quickly pivot from that. <laughs> I wasn't justifying the kill. I'm just saying. Oh, I know you yeah. weren't. I know you weren't. Okay, yeah, I know you weren't. Uh, uh, look, if Virginia Tech overlooks Duke, Duke, they're a program that just, yeah. I mean, every time they play VT, it seems like it's close. I think you know Duke won and. In 2015 and 13, and uh, very close games in 14 and 16. It's always close. Duke's won a handful of them. Could be interesting. I mean, you, you would think at Lane, Virginia takes Virginia Tech takes care of business, but obviously they didn't last time they were there. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be played just because Duke plays them so well. So I feel like it's got to be a top 30 game. Normally, uh, this would make me want to snooze, but the history tells me otherwise. So uh, now, could could this be the nail in Cutcliffe's coffin? And uh, the opening of another job, or uh, not a very good job, but a job. Not if Cutcliffe lands Arch Manning. <laughs> Revival. That would be interesting. That Revival. might breathe some life into the Duke program, which has gone a little stagnant the last couple of years. Uh, here I am, pick 27, guys. And uh, there's still a good one out here that's a dangerous game with actually major implications, I think. And that is Iowa State at Texas tech. This is one, you know, we think, Oh, Texas tech hasn't been Texas tech is still good to, to fuck up someone's year every year. All right. They're still good in Lubbock, Iowa state. Look, everyone's their top 10 in all these publications, preseason top 10. I think they're going to be good. They got a lot of returning talent, but tell me this isn't a sneaky game because they have Oklahoma next week. All right. I, Great spot to catch them sleeping. What do you think? Got Oklahoma the next week. Yeah. So. Oh wow. What's what's your take on this game? I mean, I think this game's actually probably should have been played much higher because I, I I could totally see Texas Tech ruining Iowa State season right here. Nick, your thoughts? I guess they're just dangerous enough offensively to bite a team when they're not expecting it. Uh, I think if Iowa State is a the team they're supposed to be, they shouldn't have any problems with Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech will probably finish second to last in the big 12. Uh, hey, you're high on Kansas this year. Maybe Texas tech finishes in the basement. I don't know. It's a decent game. And look, we're in the, what the mid twenties here. So I'm not going to give you shit. Big 12 Colby. 
<laughs> Patty C, your thoughts on this game? This guy, Nick's Nick's really thinking Texas Tech. I mean, he you just talked about Duke, all right? With with such, uh, I know Duke's your team, but I mean this this game is not uh, just uh, well, you know, this is gonna be a blowout. No, I mean, look, last year they they won by sixteen, and that was in Ames, right? You go back to some of these other years, Texas Tech has played them really well. Uh, obviously, Campbell's building this program. Um, uh, in, in 2019, it was a 10 point game. Um, in 2018, it was a nine point game. So, I mean, th- this has potential to really be uh, a spot where Texas tech can, can catch them sleeping, especially because the Oklahoma game moved there. Yeah. And which is why I said, if Iowa state is going to be the team that some people think they are this year, they shouldn't have problems. If the, you know, it, in previous years, there's, there hasn't been that much separation between the two schools or, or the, or between the two programs. That's why the games have been relatively close. There's a chance it is this year too. I agree. Patty C your thoughts on Iowa state, Texas tech. Hey, the swirling winds of West Texas have been known to catch unsuspecting uh, victims. And let me tell you what, if you're not sold on West Texas football, watch Friday night lights. Read Friday Night Lights, okay? They care about their football out there, and they don't want some team from the cornfields coming down them and trying to show them how to play football. Texas pride, baby. <laughs> uh, are you coming for the upset? No. <laughs> or, should, or should we wait for that segment of the show? Uh, yeah, we should yeah, just wait. No, for, wait, that wait. one won't be on it. Let's wait for that segment of the show. Okay. Uh, guys, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to a $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. Um, all right, it's fi- our last plays right here. Nick, uh, pick twenty, pick twenty-eight here. Man, you guys went off the board on a couple, so I got lots of games to choose from. What did we, we go off mentioned- the board on? Just the Tennessee Georgia one? Well, you just went off the board too. On really? That, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has Duke Virginia Tech on there, but not- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Duke fan. I live ten minutes from campus. All right. All right. So what do you got out there? All right, let, let's go. Let's go. Uh, we haven't mentioned fun belt yet. I'm also a fan of my Chanticleers from the beach, uh, Conway, South Carolina. Give me Georgia state at coastal Carolina. Uh, uh, you know, considering it's a home game for coastal, they are the better team than Georgia state, but I kind of like what they're doing in Atlanta. They got that red shirt, freshman uh, QB Cornelius Brown. The dude's a baller. If coastal overlooks it, it could be a little dangerous. Uh, it's just about time that we have a fun belt game in the mix here. It made my list, dude. So you're playing a game on my list. So I, I'm all on board. Georgia state coastal Carolina sounds fun. Patty, see your thoughts on Georgia state coastal Carolina. I like it. Nice little pull here. And uh, Georgia state doesn't get the credit they deserve. They are definitely uh, a threat to knock off coastal Carolina and potentially spoil a uh, new year six birth here. So I like uh, it should be a fun one to watch. I like it. All right. Patty C pick 29. Where are you going, pal? Well, I think you guys know where I'm going and I'm glad you put this one on the sheet. This is a family affair in Patty C's house. We're going to Williamsburg, Virginia, 
We're the number one in Athlon Magazine preseason FCS JMU Dukes who got screwed by the eventual national champion in one of the worst choke jobs of all time. Well, what, guess what? We're out for revenge, and uh, the the tribe of the Indians of William and Mary are whoa, in trouble. Whoa, 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 Pat. Uh, is that, whoa. Hey, that's right. Cleveland baseball team, the, the uh, William and Mary football team, I should say, uh, <laughs> is in trouble. And look, my sister. It's easy to see a tie. JMU. <laughs> that's right. My sister went to JMU. My two uncles went to JMU. My mom and dad went to William and Mary. My brother went to William and Mary. I have aunts that went to William and Mary. My cousin went to William and Mary. It's a family affair, fellas, and the Dukes are taking them down. This was the semifinal game for our first national championship. I was in the stands talking trash to their fans. So <laughs> we're going to do it again. You sounded like Marissa Tomei and in uh, my cousin Vinny there. My uncle was a mechanic. My dad's father was a mechanic. Uh, I had three uncles on my mom's side was a mechanic. You know, my brother's a mechanic, right? <laughs> uh, I I like it. I like it. I mean, look, there's better games out there, but I understand how near and dear it is to your heart. I'll probably have it on one of these screens uh, when I do the quad box. So uh, Mike London also playing against uh, what Signetti should be fun. Um, Jamie is going to wax them though. So it might not be that fun <laughs> and really talking like trash to. to William and Mary fans. Ooh, <laughs> look at, look at big, bad Patty C. <laughs> what did Jimmy, Jimmy Laycock wasn't happy with uh, what you were saying, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not exactly a hornet's nest down there, but uh, hey, <laughs> It's did, a beautiful campus. I might have to make a trip to that one did just you, for just for old time stick. Did you tell plastered on the campus a bunch? <laughs> did you tell Jimmy Laycock to his face that hey, I'm down here in Williamsburg and I'm about to Laycock tonight? <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but um, okay. Last game here, guys. Look, you're missing out on. There's fun out there. Uh, just to, to let you know what we left on the board here: South Carolina at Missouri. These games have actually been kind of good. South Carolina at Missouri, Boston College at Georgia Tech. I know Patty C's excited about that one. Georgia Tech's won a national championship more recently than Georgia. All right. Do I got to remind you of that? 91. Yeah. Georgia hasn't won one since 80, right? So uh, look, you know, you, you got those Kansas, Texas. Leopold's going to pull the all, almighty upset against Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, how about Cincinnati at South Florida Friday night primetime? You left that out there. Um, I'm nah. not going to take these ones. Lafayette at Troy, I think could be dangerous. Utah state, San Jose state, but I'm going to take you to, I think I just got to play the, the game here. Uh, well, and, and we're too, we're leaving Utah at Arizona out there, but I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking you to, uh, to new Orleans, Tulsa, the golden hurricane at Willie Fritz and his slamming hot wife going in there, right? This is a ball game guys. This is one that we, we I guarantee you when you're looking at the win totals for Tulsa and Tulane, you say, I think Tulsa's the better team here. Are they going to get that? And then you look at Tulane, you say, well, they could get that. They could get that. This is a, this is going to be a good game. I guarantee you that last year was a good game. Um, so I expect this one to be a good one as well. Nick, your thoughts on Tulsa at Tulane. Well, first I thought for sure you were going ECU at Memphis. No, didn't do it. I thought you're going a little homer going with your pirates, but I, uh, I agree. Even though I had both on my list, I think Tulsa Tulane is the better matchup. I've been telling you I'm a fan of Tulsa this year, but winning at Tulane is not easy. So yes, this game is going to be close. It's going to be exciting. 
Wish it was a weekday, but fun game. Patty, see your thoughts on Tulsa at Tulane because look, and and now the, that the they're gonna have a, a spot in a couple of years, building that pedigree. Willie Fritz has taken Tulane bowling three straight years. Tulsa played for the AAC championship last year. This is an important game. It is. I want to see um, if that was a, a blip on the radar for Tulsa. Obviously, uh, I think Fritz is doing a slow but steady build at Tulane. So I think both of these programs are pretty solid. And yeah, uh, if it's on and you know, maybe on screen number four, I'll ca- I'll catch a little Tulsa and Tulane. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. I want to tell you guys that that concludes our draft. But we have uh, our upset of the week and our Lou Holtz what the fuck game of the week. Uh, coming right up. But first I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Coors light. Do you ever feel like you're on, but you know, I feel like we always feel like we're on these days because what do you do when you need a moment to chill? Cause we need to, how do you hit that reset button to get ready for what's next? Cause life is just go, go, go in 2021. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and really just an expectation to be on 24 seven. That's why when I turn it off and hit reset, which I I think every person needs to do. That's why I reach for Coors light. It's made to chill the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Uh, That way you'll know what time it is when it's time to chill. All right. Uh, When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors light. It's it's mountain cold refreshment made to chill cold. Coors light is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Uh, this is honestly the beer that I choose. I'm drinking it as I speak. So uh, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill, get Coors light and the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or Instacart Coors brewing company, golden Colorado. And as always celebrate responsibly. All right. It's upset time. It's upset time. Uh, NC Nick's going first with his upset of the week. He's going to try to All sprinkle. Right. He's going to go Duke. He's going to go cut cliff. Nah, you know, I'm not, but we will stay in the ACC coastal because I'm ACC coastal Nick, the coastal elite. Uh, <laughs> look, there's a reason why I picked this game first. UNC Pitt, because I think it's a dangerous game for a UNC team where they're saying, you know, Heisman for Sam Howe and potential ACC champions or at least, you know, coastal champions. I think UNC gets tripped up in the cold in a night game at Pitt. It's my first game and my first upset UNC Pitt. I'm on board on this one too. I think Pitt Pitt's either going to get UNC or Miami. They might get both in Pitt. I mean, as an upset, I'm saying like I, I fully expect them to beat one of the two, if not both. So I, I'm on board. I'm, I'm going to buy into this, this uh, upset that you're calling here. Uh, Patty, see your thoughts on Pitt winning over North Carolina. Oh yeah. That, that game uh, is ripe for upset. If, if there's one that there's a few that stand out there on there, but if, as far as realistic upset that you almost expect to happen, I think you nailed it. That that one is very like, you know, you can't you can't miss it. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, know what you're going to say on the next one because it's your pick for the upset pick two, Patty. See where you're taking us. I think I am going to ride another ACC Coastal Elite Nick pick. Um, and that is the Notre Dame fighting Irish traveling to Charlottesville, Virginia. And, uh, look that has potential that, that that's a trap game. Notre Dame's going to get caught somewhere. And Bronco 
has been building the program slowly. They got the returning quarterback. And I think Notre Dame may be ripe for a little step back. They're going to get caught somewhere. And I think this could be it. Hell yeah. Go on. I like it. Charlotte's. I like it. Um, I mean, I could do the last couple games. I feel like have been close. I feel, I mean, obviously one of those was the Deshaun Kaiser crazy pass. I don't think Mendenhall was there yet. Or if it was, it was year one. Um, but uh, this, I could totally see this happening. I could totally see uh, it's going to be one of these teams. Their schedule's pretty tough. So uh, Nick, you, you think UVA could do it? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was kind of debating between uh, my UNC pit and the, and the Notre Dame UVA game, because I think uh, both of them could definitely be upsets by the home team. There we go. Well, it's uh, it's on me pick three here, and uh, for my upset of the week. And guys, we've played Rutgers a lot, so I'm going to avoid Rutgers, even though that's tempting to me. Um, I I've been calling this one for a while here. I'm going to take you to Berkeley, California, where USC is going to lose to Cal. Uh, look, USC is a little finesse team. They're coming up to all these crazy drug addicts doing their <laughs> doing their acid. <laughs> Uh, in Berkeley, but no, I mean, Justin Wilcox's team is physical. They, they play good defense. They don't turn the ball over They're They're smash mouth. They control the clock. I expect Cal to upset USC here. And that's going to cause a big, you know, uh, just uh, it's going to give life to a bunch of teams in the PAC 12 South. When this happens, give me the golden bears over USC, Nick, your thoughts. I like it. It could definitely happen. I think uh, we just mentioned the three matchups where I was kind of targeting the upset, both solid or all three solid home teams. And I think they can definitely knock off the visitors. Patty C you on board with Cal. You know, I think you just sold me when I, when I think about it, USC going up to Cal in this spot. Yeah. USC is not leaps and bounds in front of them, you know, and Cal getting them at home. Wilcox having a defense that might be able to stop that offense. Sure. Cal can hang around and maybe get it done at the end of the game. What did I say last time? Cal won 15 to 14. I think it was, I said, uh, uh, that's what Cal does. That's what they did with Washington. Uh, I think uh, when I quoted a game to you guys last week, it was 12 to 10. They beat Washington. That's what Cal does. They make you play an ugly football game and they, they, they don't turn the ball over and, and rely on you turning the ball over. So that's why Colby loves them. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good football. And uh, it's, it's, it's still real football guys. Don't, don't, don't subscribe to this bullshit. All right. <laughs> uh, look, I want to tell you guys at the college football experience, we're going to get to our Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week. But before that, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by prop swap America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship or Stanley cup futures. When you buy directly from other sports bettors like yourself, see a ticket you like, but you think the price is too high. Well, don't worry. Submit a bid for a price you think is fair. Then buy it. Prop swap is making it easy to profit these playoffs by trading in and out teams. As the postseason progresses, every ticket purchased on prop swap can be resold at any time. Last uh, well, I think it was two weeks ago, a prop swap customer purchased a Montreal Canadian Stanley Cup future for forty-five dollars when the team was down three-one against the Maple Leafs. A few days later, he flipped it for six hundred dollars. Boom! All right, with prop swap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money; it just has to improve. Think stock market, but for sports betting, use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Go to propswap.com and download the prop swap app today. Uh, and speaking of apps, you got to download us, the SGPN app today. Yes, we are now in the app store and Google Play Store. Me, Patty, CNC, Nick, all of our picks 
You can get it right from, from the app. You can get all the podcasts, all the articles that we write right from the app. You got to get it. This brand new app is really cool. Um, we're also giving away a thousand dollars. So this is your last chance to get in on that. Okay. The app is an exclusive way to enter the SGP, any SGPN contest. Uh, and right now we're giving away a thousand dollars NBA finals, free roll contest ends at the end of the week. So get it in. You want to make a grand. All right. Just download the app and hit the contest tab for your chance to win a thousand dollars. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. Um, all right, here we are. There's a lot, this, you know, we're getting into the sec territory here and it may, sometimes maybe not even sec, but teams that want to be in the sec. So, you know, this is when we do the Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? Well, well I don't get, I don't bring the head cold, but they're counting down. Well, yeah, well, I get the I feeling get, that this is going to be littered with sec teams. And now that the ACC has caught on the November is going to take up this section. Uh, SEC and ACC all the way. I mean, there's three that are so obvious where you can only have one draft pick for what the fuck game of the week. Why is this game on the schedule? Why should these teams be penalized for scheduling these opponents? And why should the, uh, why should this even be on television? All right. Because uh, Nick has as pick one and there are some barn burners out there. There are some. Yeah. Bar- yeah. But this one is obvious and it sickens me for these words to even come out of my mouth here, but New Mexico state at Alabama, big, bad, Nick Saban, big, bad Alabama facing off against New Mexico state in November. Is that what your fans want to watch? If that's what, you know, it means more, it matters more. Does this game mean more to anybody? Yeah. Well, they don't want the playoff because apparently the uh, regular season will be devalued, but this game doesn't devalue the regular season at all. <laughs> this game is pathetic. Play somebody decent. Go play UAB. Go play Troy. Go play somebody from the Sun Belt or even a, a freaking Mac school or something. Not New Mexico State. Come on. Uh, well, New Mexico State, uh, me and Patty C have talked about this. They need to be in the SEC because. Even okay, this year they're getting Alabama, and then the very next week they're at Kentucky. So they have back-to-back away games at at SEC opponents. But I mean, if you look back, or if you look at each year, I feel like uh, you y- you pull up the year, you'll see next year they're at Missouri. Um, uh, what you go you go to? Uh, well, I guess last year because of COVID, that that their, some of their games got canceled. But if you go to, I think nineteen, they're I think they play. Well, let me see here. They get, they played Alabama in nineteen. Alabama won sixty two to ten. Um, they it's all, college football welfare. It's like the the whole university exists only because money they're given to travel and get slaughtered by the these SEC schools. I feel sorry for the players on on New Mexico State. They don't belong on the same field against Alabama. Come on. They also played Ole Miss in, uh, in, in, in 18 or 19. I'm sorry. They also played, I mean, they, they played Arkansas the year before the sec just loves New Mexico state. Can we please put them in the, can we just do it and, and give them, give them a slice of that pie. All right. Because you, they, they played Kentucky in 16. So they're they play, and a and M in 16. All they do is play sec teams. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's how they're building that program is just getting that money one way. The trickle down effect, trickle down economics, building the program. Uh, where have they built it to? <laughs> 2020. Yeah, they, they get Auburn in, in the coming years. Uh, I mean, in Missouri. Geez, they play Our, a lot. 
you know, is the AD, is the school president, are they just whoring out it, their players to for this paycheck every year? Gotta be. Yes. Gotta be. Yeah, player safety. Let's let's line up a bunch of uh, ankle biter level football players against. <laughs> And, and just you know, NFL football players and see how that one turns out. Well, and just to paint the picture in 2020, uh, New Mexico state played two games and they were one and one. They lost to Tarleton state who was brand new to the F- FCS. So, so New Mexico state played in the spring and with the FCS Tarleton state had never played at the FCS level and they beat them 43 to 13 or, or 43, uh, 17. They'll, pro- they'll probably be on, on Bama's uh, re- uh, Schedule here in the, in the next couple of, <laughs> next coming years. Right. I wouldn't be surprised. Carlton Bama rivalry. So so the first draft pick there is uh is New Mexico State at Alabama for well, well I don't get they bring the head cold but <laughs> the Lou Holtz what the fuck game of the week where New Mexico State just cashes in. Um, so now Patty C your pick two for your Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? Where are you going? Well, it, uh, it takes one to know one. And so, uh, Clemson, you know, pulling Davo Swinney, Alabama all the way. So he had to learn that formula from somewhere. He's applied it at Clemson. It's worked wonders obviously, but, uh, from an entertainment standpoint, leaving something to be desired desired, uh, is an understatement. Uh, UConn traveling to Clemson in the worst game of the year, potentially UConn who won the national championship last year, according to the New York times um, for not playing a season. Uh, yeah. I mean, the UConn didn't play a game last year. Is there any way? I mean, look, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, yeah, UConn's been horrible lately. I'm looking at their schedules. <laughs> I'm looking at their seasons of late. This is a uh, truly a Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week here? Well, well, I don't get. I bring the head cold, but they're counting down seven, six, five. Uh, Nick, your wonder, thoughts? What's that? What were you gonna say, Pacey? Wonder what the spread on this one. We, I mean, each uh, WTF game of the week. Sorry, I have to uh, watch my language here. Uh, we should we should have spreads on these games eventually, and, and I think we should be required to bet on these eventually. But well, this I'm one. I'm gonna say this w- one's a sixty. There will be a spread on this one because it's two F- FBS schools. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and maybe with the game, the more legalization of gambling, you'll have some of these FCS lines out there. But uh, I mean, oh man, I mean, it's you, awful. It's why horrible. are they playing you? Come I mean, on. just to give you an idea, guys, just to give the audience an idea. So UConn didn't play last year. The year before, this is a team that beat Wagner by three. UConn beat Wagner by three. Uh, UConn just they lost to Tulane 49 to seven that year. They lost to Indiana 38 to three. They lost to Cincinnati 48 to three. They lost to temple 49 to 17. How did, temple can't score. How, how do they, they lost to Navy 56 to 10. I mean, why is this game on the schedule? Shame on you, Clemson shame on you. It's pathetic, but they, 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 this, this is right out the sec's playbook. They're doing the same thing that Bama does and, and Georgia and LSU do it's, it's awful. Well, I got news for you though. Uh, they play, I think at Clemson, I think they get, I thought it was a two year deal. I thought I saw, so get used to it here. Uh, well, here's the thing too, is like the out, like sec teams can lean on the fact that they're playing an sec schedule and say, okay, well we have a hard schedule. 
Clemson is just leaning on the fact that they're more talented and they'll be given a pass because they're going to go undefeated. This is why you need to expand the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I do see the ACCs. I mean, I guess UConn, UConn does get Duke on that schedule in I think a year or two. <laughs> Watch well, out, that, Nick. That's that's a fair game. Watch out. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm on the last play here, my for my Lou Holtz. What the fuck game of the week? And I'm going to take you to Gainesville because FCS games should not be happening in November against SEC opponents. All right, that should be a rule. Please, new playoffs, pl- give us something where we don't have to see these horrible fucking games. This team, Sanford, finished fifth in the Southern in the SoCon Conference this past spring, um, and and Sanford is playing at Florida. I mean, this is a this is a team that's just. I mean, come on, it's Sanford. I mean, I understand they were. They they got a little bit better as the season went along, Nick. I know we were covering the FCS, so they got a little bit better. But I mean, at Florida, why is this game happening in November? What's going on here? Well, Look, well, well, I this is got, I got cold, but this is a team that's not very good. All right, they went they went four and three. <laughs> they went. Four I actually and liked three. them when we were covering the uh, spring FCS, but that's on the FCS level. This is this game's pathetic. Look, I don't mind if you want to schedule a game week one or week two or early in the season against an FCS school. Get them a paycheck, get a little tune up for you, treat it like a preseason game. But as you mentioned, this should not be happening in November. For all those people that didn't want the, the expanded playoffs because it, it might ruin the regular season. Well, what the hell kind of game is this on November 13th? Yeah, and, and especially when you factor in with, with the four team setup, the committee has said, well, winning in November means more. Well, what the fuck is this? How, how, how does not how does that not apply to the logic of well, you should be winning against good teams? <laughs> and it's not only this game, but also it sets you up for your next game because it's basically a bye week where your starters might play a quarter. And other teams across the country don't have that luxury because they're in the grind right now. They're playing a conference opponent week in, week out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So hopefully we gotta we gotta just deal with these shit games for two more years. Hopefully in down the stretch, uh once we get this twelve team playoff, maybe they'll be more aggressive. That's what I think the best thing about the playoff, besides f- for the home games and the group of five auto bid, I think it's gonna to force teams to schedule more aggressively outside of their conference because if you don't win uh, uh, within the power five. So if you, cause if you don't win that uh, your, your conference, let's say Florida loses to Georgia. Cause it's a, they, they're in a, they're in a perfect spot where Georgia normally gets the better of them over the past like five years. Right? So they're in a spot where it's like, well, shit, if we don't get that, how do we still get in the playoffs? We should go schedule aggressively out of conference so that it can, it basically solidifies our spot in the playoffs further down the line. So if we, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I do think we're going to see more teams do that. What do you think about that? Patty C? I, I agree completely. I think that, you know, that, that second tier is, you know, everyone's playing really conservative for that first tier right now. And, you know, you either get it or you don't. And, and so the only games that matter are those big games, Georgia versus Florida, Alabama versus LSU, the rest, you're trying to clear your slate, make it as easy as possible. And then you play that game. And that's what Clemson's been doing. But you know, for team on that second tier and for conference or divisions that are, you know, have a lot of turnover for that second tier, then you, especially those divisions, because you won't know 
whether you're going to lock up the conference or not, and you still want to make the playoffs. So these teams, I, I think you're right. will start scheduling a little more aggressively out of conference, hopefully. And then the fans get rewarded. Holy shit. <laughs> what a great thing to do. College football. Um, uh, all right, guy, Nick, did you have any thought on that? Why would they even go to this game? Like why would Florida fans go? Uh, get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'd tailgate. I wouldn't go inside. I wouldn't pay for a ticket. Yeah, yeah, right. that's a good yeah, point. That's it. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, guys. If you're a first time listener to the College Football Experience, make sure you subscribe. Like I said, we handicap every single Division One college basketball and college football game. Me, Patty C, and NC Nick do that, and make sure you subscribe to the College Basketball Experience because we do talk Florida Gator college basketball. We talk all. We talk all. The ball never stops bouncing on the College Basketball Experience, just like uh, you know the 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 ball never stops. Uh, how do I say that with football? <laughs> I don't know. But point is, year round we talk college football and college basketball. Subscribe, tell a friend, and uh, look. We we've been over 500 picking games every year, Division One football and basketball. Every year, independently and as a collective, uh, we've been way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on a spreadsheet over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So check it out. Get that SGPN app. You'll see our picks daily. And uh, yeah, uh, look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five star review. Say some nice things about us. We'd certainly appreciate it. If you do, take a screenshot of uh, your review. Tag me at the Colby D on uh, Twitter. And I will send you a college experience t-shirt. How about that? Now give me a follow as well. And Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give them all a follow and make sure you follow the sports gambling podcast at DSGP network. All right. And check out the 130 teams. We're doing 130 teams, a bunch of teams already out. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we, we got you covered on the college football experience. All right. This is the college football experience. Way too early week 11 preview. You better start thinking about yours and we out.